intro godfather i love it proper <laughs> homage to a great we lost uh we lost a couple greats this past week uh we're gonna get into that uh in this episode uh shout out to the great tony sirico james can can or con that would be con con yeah i don't know too much about him i know obviously the godfather is a big godfather guy uh yes. but we'll, we'll get into that in, in a bit what uh, what have you guys been up to? How's everyone doing? Meh. Busy? We okay. Busy. What's uh, what's going yeah, down in trying... Costa Rica? See, I've just been hitting the spreadsheets and the house stuff and, you know, never stops. <laughs> you, you got that cement laid in that pool or what? The floor, yeah. yeah Walls are this good. weekend. Yeah, he just sent me some updated pictures. Uh, things are coming along fast and furiously. I'm telling you, they they work a lot more efficiently down there than they do up here, guaranteed. <laughs> I, I I cannot believe like how depends fast on depends on the up. crew. Ah, depends. <laughs> we got an all star crew though, don't we? We do. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, I would expect nothing less. What about you, Godfather? What's uh, what's new in your world? Hey, you know we're. Uh... Just trying to keep uh, trying to keep the Titanic floating, and everything is uh, everything's okay. You know, the, the kids the kids are working hard. Sophia's doing a summer school course. You know, um, Victoria's working two jobs. Isabella as well. Fucking right. Got to work in this life, my friend. Hey, absolutely. The compound doesn't run itself, right? That is correct. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, things in uh, Victoria here aren't uh, aren't too bad. Uh, I went and checked out a casino close by, the Elements Casino in Victoria. I saw a big uh, thumbs down. Yeah, it was shit. It Still was shit. no sports, eh? No sports, no anything. It seems like uh, <laughs> it seems like that place opened last weekend from a two year COVID shutdown. That's the feel that I got in that place. Uh, very tiny. I think it's even smaller than the Bell Vegas Casino. Uh, if any of you Come have ever, yeah, if any of you have been to uh, the Bell Vegas Casino, that I think only has like three shitters in the entire place. That was what I noticed from that <laughs> one. Yeah, no, that's that's true. Story. I remember I that story. I, like I don't the know. Casino. You like the Bell Casino? Yeah, you used to cash some tickets there, didn't you? <laughs> I used to buy tickets there. Yeah, they let you play over a hundred. Oh yeah. <laughs> I think they got a talking to for that. I, I, re- oh, I remember. Yeah, they, I re- they didn't. They didn't let me do it many times. <laughs> I do remember that bulldog. Um, but yeah, no, the Belleville Casino, uh, or sorry, this Elements Casino out here in Victoria. Nothing. It, it, you, it might as well be a an online casino because every machine in there is digital. So I, oh. you know, when when I see yeah, no sports, the old book, what's that? You need the old school reels. I know. That's what I'm saying. You know, the initial thing in every casino that we go to, folks, uh, we take a look. Uh-huh. Is there a sports book? Yes or no? Right? If so, who's running the sports book? What line codes are they using? Uh, if there's no sports book, we're disappointed. Uh, then we'll take a look around. Quick peek for top dollar slot machine, right? The Banfield <laughs> favorite uh, one arm bandit. <laughs> Uh, and then if there's no top dollar, well, then it's completely useless. The max it can get in terms of reviews is a two on 10 and whatever. I gave, uh, gave them a two on 10, but like even the restaurants were closed. Uh, they had an upstairs that was closed. It's no bueno, no bueno. So, uh, 
nothing good to report there. Uh, but I'm thinking, you know, with all this Vegas stuff coming up, um, we'll do that. That'll be part of our content going forward is doing casino or maybe not casino ratings, but more specifically sportsbook ratings, right? During our trip. How cool would that be? Well, it's information yeah, that people to. could use. Yeah, I, I think it would be uh, it would be unique. It's easy to put together too. Uh, other updates on my end: the Betmobile is oh, yes. yeah is going in finally uh, to get uh, all the decals put on it on Monday at noon. Everything has been sorted. This should not fuck up. We should get it. Uh, we should have it ready to go by by Monday evening. So. I'm excited to share that with all of you, and you, um, uh, we've. You might uh, want to talk about that shiny brand new license plate. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was keeping that a bit of a bit of a secret, but thank you, Godfather, oh. for letting me wrap it out. I fucked up again. Uh, yes, the license plate is in. Uh, I will make sure to take some pictures of that when I get back to Toronto. Um, do some content around it as well. But yeah, this, this Betmobile is going to be sick. Absolutely sick. Um, another thing on my end, uh, we made our initial reach outs for accommodations in Vegas. So uh, no responses yet, but we've actually, you know, made some pokes out there to, uh, to try and get some accommodations ready to go for September. So the ball is rolling oh. gentlemen. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, we like to start every episode with a brief rundown of our cryptocurrency assets. Uh, no loser horn again this week. We are treading water. Um, no ups, no downs. It, it is basically it remains stagnant, which I guess is an okay thing. It's better than being red. Uh, us here at the Banfield Group, we continue to earn on everything we have staked. Um, we continue to take little pokes at Bitcoin. We don't. We never feel like we have enough Bitcoin, so we keep taking pokes there. Uh, Full dog. I just wanted to let you know that for some reason, Pool Token was up sixty-five percent this week. I wish we could have got a hold of that information before it spiked. Um, obviously, down massively since uh, we started acquiring that or picked it up. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure what's going on with pool together, but, uh, there was a redistribution. So they're a DeFi platform that we're in. I think it's the only DeFi platform that we're currently in. And, um, the interest rate has dropped again. So we were, Christ, how high was that at one point? 20? Like, like 10, 15, 10, 15. That was the max. Okay. Well, we're down to five now, unfortunately. Um, instead of, Weekly five and ten dollar prizes. I noticed that uh, they shook it up again. Uh, again, total interest rate is around five percent. There's over three thousand one dollar prizes daily. There's only twelve twenty dollar prizes daily, and there's one fourteen hundred dollar prize daily. Uh, I wish I was bringing some good information or updates to the table saying that we won one of those big prizes, but we have not, we continue to earn the little ones. So kind of annoying. We might have to make some decisions about staying in there. Uh, do you think it's still worth it at 5%? Yeah, I, don't know. I don't know what else is going on in DeFi. So yeah, we would have to attention. take a look. We're going to have to reach out to some of our crypto concilaries to, uh, to see uh, what we should be doing there. Uh, but that's about it for crypto. Nothing, nothing else to report. Um, next topic of conversation so as we mentioned right out of the gate, uh, we lost two quote-unquote friends of ours this week. James Caan, uh, starring in The Godfather and the 1970s film The Gambler. Have either of you two seen that movie? I did. That was a really good movie. I'm if, not sure. If, if you want to... they It was actually redone um, with Mark Wahlberg in it. Oh, okay. Um, but the original is the 1974 okay. uh, movie. It's got James Caan. And you know who the uh, uh, the mafia heavy is in this movie? Paul Sorvino. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So, you know, you want to you wanna talk about a movie about a degenerate gambler? Yeah. You got to check out that movie. Hmm. We'll have to we'll have to write it down. Uh, when I was doing the episode like uh, searches uh, t- 
to dig into some of our topics here, I noticed that that was quite high on a lot of people's uh, best all-time gambling movie. Oh, it's very good. I, yeah. I recommend it as well, guys. Beautiful. Uh, what what can you tell us about James Caan? What 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 character did he play? He played one of the Corleones, did he not? <sighs> he played the he played Santino Sonny Corleone, somebody I you know idolized as a young kid when I first watched The Godfather because he basically was the epitome to me of what what a good brother, what what a big brother would be what a good son would be. I mean, when he kicks the shit out of that fucker, Carlo Rizzi for beating up his sister and, you know, ultimately betraying the family, like that, that, that scene there where he, he goes into the street and just basically leaves him in a pile of garbage, uh, was, uh, was quite the, uh, quite the scene. And of course I cried like a baby when he was gunned down on the causeway um, by the Tatalia family. But, yeah, that was, uh, that was his first big role. And like you, like you intimated, uh, Pisk, he also starred in, in The Gambler, that movie. And in that movie, he plays a, like a, an, English, an English professor okay. who is a diehard degenerate gambler. The guy is just, the guy is driving up huge debts. Uh, not a sharp movie. No, not a sharp, <laughs> not a sharp, but he's, he's got, he's got the bug bad and he's, uh, he's racking up the big debts with the wrong people. Paul, ah. Paul Sorvino's crew. I think I saw the remake and, of it with Wahlberg. Yeah. The re yeah. Oh and, yeah. Okay. I have two actually. Now that, uh, yeah. you say that for the second time, it, it, it actually clicked. Yeah. 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 Okay. So basically, to get himself out of one last final jam, um, he recruits a, a college basketball player to do a point shaving scheme. Oh, Arizona State University shout out. Yes, and <laughs> and remarkably, on a last second play, the point shave works as he's watching the basketball game live with oh, yeah. three mafia goons with him. Oh fuck. And and instead of in, in instead of um, taking care of his entire debt, he he loses he loses the goons and then goes out and and blows the money. It, it, it's 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 a wicked movie. You got to watch it. I don't want to. I don't want to kill too much of the movie, just in case some of our li listeners want to watch it. 1974, yeah. The Gambler. It involves all kinds of gambling, including sports wagering. Perfect. And the and the very frowned upon practice of point shaving. Point shaving. Nice. Full yeah. dog. If yeah. you're if you're a sharp in 1974. Having the knowledge that you have today, how much money would you have in 2022? <laughs> be a billionaire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think there would be a B in front of that alien, right? Yes. Oh, man, oh, man. Maybe no, even no, a no, no online, Maybe. nobody sharing information. That would be way too easy. <laughs> Fuck, you know. if Even if you take us back to Christ, you know, the early days when we got in into the industry, 2003, Right, knowing what we know today, back then, oh my God, yeah. that uh, that would have been something. That really would have been something. Uh, what about our other friend that passed away today? Or sorry, today, this week, uh, Polly Walnuts. Uh, probably my favorite character, aside from obviously Tony Soprano, uh, in the Soprano series. Um, if you guys follow us on Instagram, uh, <laughs> you can see. Uh, I, I posted a tribute to Polly Walnuts, and um, there was this infamous picture of him sitting outside the pork store with Tony, and he had his little mirror thing that he would always use to tan his face. And uh, the Godfather and I used to spend a lot of our lunch breaks at Agent Court Bakery in uh, northern Toronto. Uh, Pharmacy and Finch, they're not there anymore. Uh, heart breaks our heart every day thinking about it. Um, 
they had to leave because I guess the building got bought out. They were there. How many years were there? They there for Godfather? I think they were there since '88. Wow, 88. Well, that's a long time. Yeah. Shout out, to, shout out to Rocky and the the Agent family. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, one day when we we're ha- I, I kept bugging the Godfather. Um, Time and time again, I said, dude, we got to take this picture. We got to take this picture. We got to take this picture. Finally, the full dog was up in Toronto visiting us. And uh, <laughs> we put him behind the camera and said, all right, dude, here's what we got to do. And uh, <laughs> how many pictures did we make you take, full dog? A lot. <laughs> but we nailed it. That's the important part. We nailed the it. The only reason why I, 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 minutes I, taking I, pictures in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to my life. The, the only reason why I, I finally relented was because Fuller was in town. Otherwise, fuck you. <laughs> so fuck that, you, that you know, looking back. So, again, if you guys want to see the picture, it's a good laugh. Uh, it's on our Instagram feed. Um, but that, that picture is very significant now, right? Agent Court no more. Full Dog was behind the camera. Me and the Godfather sitting having a nice espresso. Uh, there's a lot of significance for this podcast in that one <laughs> captured photo. So that's that's pretty amazing. Godfather, you're the the mob movie fucking expert. So what, what can you tell us about Mr. Sirico, a friend of ours? Well, friend of ours. What a, I mean, obviously he, um, you know, he had a bit of a rough uh, rough period in his life. Um, you know, he was born um, 1942. He, he's a he's a son of Brooklyn. Grew up mm. grew up in Brooklyn, Bensonhurst. Nice. Where all my people in we New York. Had, uh, we just had someone uh, reach out to us from Brooklyn. Uh, really? But, yes. Uh, on TikTok said, if you're coming through Brooklyn, I want a cap. <laughs> uh, oh, wow. I want to meet up with you guys. So just a little side story so there. F- yeah. From what I understand, he was battling dementia. He passed this past Friday, July 8th. Very sad day mm-hmm. because, I mean, he made that show in so many different ways. Oh. But one of the first things that kind of popped out at me was, can you believe this? I, I don't know. Um, his brother? Father Robert Sirico. He was a Father. reverend. He, he is a priest. priest. Came reverend priest. <laughs> he did wow. his service. Come Can on. You believe that? Yes. Oh shit. Yes. So that wow. really stuck out because I, I I I believe the funeral was today. Oh, was it? Oh man, yeah, I bet. So... Uh, I I see all the tributes online. Um, all the Sopranos. Uh, actors fellow actors uh were putting out all their pictures with them and yeah a lot of them uh, you know great great memories as we are just you know humongous fans of the uh of the series um that sopranos con too uh they've been doing great. yes they, they yes, call it tony was... tony Sirac, tony sirico summer is, is what they got going on now <laughs> yes and that, he was I think, very prevalent there. i think that was his last public appearance was it not sopranos con yes I believe so. Yeah, he looked a little rough too. Then he, he looked- did look rough. Unfortunately, yeah. that dementia is, is terrible yeah. shit. But yeah. you know, the role of tough guy really came naturally to Tony. Do you know that he was he was arrested twenty eight times? So that, the that's first true. Time, that is true. Well, Holy at least from shit. what I this is true. Twenty eight times. First time coming at the age of seven for stealing change from a newsstand. Oh, and and then after this, after these, you know, he 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 did some time, but he, before he, in the sixties, he he actually got into the army. He mentioned that he well, served that, that clip that you sent me uh, this week, uh, Godfather. He's like, I did some time in the army, did a f- yeah. few more years in the can, and here I am, half a wise guy. Yeah. <laughs> so the 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 whole um, um, so in seventy one. He got arrested for extortion, coercion, felony weapons. You know, anyway, you know, he he fell on some hard times. He was involved with some people that are criminals. What are you going to do? He was involved Um, with the Columbos, was he not? He was a a Columbo family associate, yes. And he got sentenced to four years up in Sing Sing, up the river in Sing Sing. He did his 20 months came out in the mids, uh, like, I think, 74-ish. Mm-hmm. And he got the acting bug. Do you know how he got the acting bug? There was a traveling actor's troupe that would visit 
the, the jail sing thing and they were all ex-cons and he took a liking to these guys doing their plays and their acting and he gave he, he gave it a shot yeah and right from then on this guy must have been in a dozen gangster movies and of That's course amazing. he's obviously his biggest role was Paulie Walnuts Qualtteri for The Sopranos awesome and 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 speaking of the sopranos david chase the director the producer the, the the big cheese behind that series he sent a beautiful floral arrangement to his funeral the background was black the roses were white and it said what do you hear what do you, what do you say really oh fuck yeah. it really uh, you, you look cool. it up it's yeah, beautiful it was well, a fitting I, tribute yeah I'll have to look it up because I think that's what we're going to name this episode just as a small tribute. And uh, yeah, I always like to throw in a picture with the Instagram announcement. So that uh, thank you for bringing that to my attention. We'll uh, we'll get yep. that out there. It's um, been a tough time for, for I mean, Ray Liotta, James Gunn. Yeah, it's oh. all the friends of ours. Yeah, dropping like flies. Um, I remember it, tying it to sports betting. I remember that uh, when Christy got made, Maltasante, um, <laughs> Uncle Polly gave him a his sports book, gave him a sports book package, and uh, Chrissy wasn't taking it too seriously out of the gate. And I think the envelope showed up a little light in the first. Uh, there were a little light, few, yeah, a few weeks, and then yeah, Uncle Polly freaked out and said, "All right, asshole, now you owe me plus juice, right? Plus and every tax. and every day forward, there's more juice. That's the way. Uh, that's the way it works in the the sports betting <laughs> underground yeah. industry. So, awesome, awesome. Uh, yeah. Thanks for putting that together for us, uh, Godfather. Um, there was another guy. I don't know if you guys follow him on Twitter. Um, Alan Dickerson. Does that name ring a bell to yeah. either of you two? Yes, yeah. I saw Spanky's post on that. Yeah. Uh, so Alan Dickerson, for those unaware. Um, I, uh, to my knowledge, he's a professional sports better as well. Uh, he was at Bet Bash in Vegas. Uh, he was there with his big afro and his Philadelphia Flyers, James Van Riemsdyk t-shirt. Um, I think he's a big Flyers fan. He's a big hockey guy. He's a big hockey guy and a big wrestling guy. Uh, I've noticed that on Twitter. And uh, so much so that I actually reached out when uh, we sponsored that independent wrestling um MEW wrestling <laughs> in Montreal. Shout out to them. Uh, I reached out and said, "Hey, if you wanna, if you wanna come check out the independent wrestling scene in Montreal, uh, let us know and we'll uh, we'll set you up with some tickets and whatnot." But uh, he said, "Nah, I'm not doing any traveling during COVID." But yes, he was at Bet Bash, and you know what? I'm kind of kicking myself now that I didn't go up at one point and just simply introduce myself and just have a little chit chat with him. Uh, I think that's that's a lesson, a learning lesson on my part. Just put yourself out there. I, I think I was so, so brutally exhausted from the, uh, what the hell was it? The speed dating that I had to do? Speed dating sports betting? <laughs> Fuck. That, uh, yeah, I, I wasn't in the talking mood for the rest of the trip. Um, but he was, uh, he was actually in, or his character, his real life character was portrayed by Bruce Willis in the movie Lay the yes. Favorite. And that is the story right. of Beth Raymer. Beth Raymer was a female who worked in the sports betting industry down in Costa Rica, the Dominican Republic. Uh, if obviously, if you're listening to this podcast, you love sports betting, check that movie out. It's actually a good watch. I enjoyed it. Uh, Vince Vaughn is in it too. There's a lot of big names. They put big money into that movie. It didn't really go anywhere, but there's some big names there. Um, there's also a biography that he's a part of, uh, that is called the best of it. You remember that one, full dog? Not sure. Not sure. The, um, it's Alan Boston's in it as well. Alan Boston's another, uh, professional sports better. Uh, yeah, it's, um, it's another good watch too. Again, if you're into sports betting, which obviously you are, if you're listening to this, uh, the best of it <sighs> is, uh, another place that where you'll find, uh, Alan Dickerson, and uh, he, I don't know, he's he's not in good shape right now, uh, but we uh, we send our best to, to him, and hopefully he can continue fighting and uh, get over whatever he's uh, he's going through. All right, uh, moving along, 
uh, last episode, we did um, uh, a rundown of our upcoming Vegas road trip. So it's going to be 10 days long. We're going from Toronto to Las Vegas. The full dog, Pisky, and the Godfather. Um, so the Godfather now, you, you we've known the plan for a little bit, full dog and I. Uh, we've gone back and forth about it uh yeah, like I said, for quite some time now. You've had a week to digest it, Godfather. What are you feeling? What are you thinking? Well, I'm not feeling any fucking better, I'll tell you that, because <laughs> I'm very concerned at what the fuck is waiting for us in Topeka, Kansas, and other places fun, like fun, fun. fucking Blackhawk, Arizona, or something. But I don't know, man. You guys... You sound nervous. Well, you still sound nervous. Yeah, I'm a nervous week, because a week you know, this is a young man's game. This is, this is a young man's game. I don't fucking know. Young man's guys. game. I'm in bed by 10.30 at the latest every night uh, <laughs> okay. out here in BC. I swear to God. We're going to have a good time, Fuller. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, anything stick out the most to you, Godfather? Well, you know, I mean, the big cities I know will be okay in, right? You know, we... we we do the South side, we do St. Louis, you know, places, places like that, you know, um, Denver, you know, places like that. Okay. But when we start hitting places like fucking Albuquerque and Flagstaff, Blackhawk, Colorado, or whatever, you know, Topeka, Kansas, like <laughs> drag racing, like, I don't know, like <laughs> these are the types of places that show up in these fucking CNN shooting fucking reports. I don't know. <laughs> We're a little bit nervous. We're really taking it in that direction? All right. <laughs> no, no, we're not. We're not. But, you know, I mean, hey, listen, I haven't, been, I haven't been on the road in a while. So, naturally, I'm a little bit nervous. And, uh, yeah, we'll discuss this off, off, off camera. But I will say this. It's a hell of a, it's a, hell of an itinerary. That's for sure. It is, and uh, the vehicle we're using to get down there is going to look hella nice, too. Again, happening on Monday, so hopefully I can come up to Vaughn on Tuesday, uh, Godfather, and uh, we can take a spin on it. You can stare down people while we're staring, uh, while we're sitting at red lights. How does that sound? Well, nah, well, that's sort of what I do in just on a normal day basis. So, yeah, <laughs> let's do it. Fantastic. Awesome. No, so, yeah, good. that's uh, that's kicking off. Right now, projected leave dates from Toronto is August 15th. We're still uh, dotting the I's and crossing the T's, but that's what it's looking like. So we can get down to Vegas in time to sign up to all the football contests that we need to sign up to, get comfortable before uh, before it all begins. And, uh, yeah, really looking forward to that. It's fantastic. <sighs> okay. Um, next up, I got some news clippings from uh, the interweb. Uh, I'll just rapid-fire them. We can talk about them a little bit. Um First up, since we are traveling in the U.S., we are going uh, east to west, so we're not going through the state of Florida, and that's a good thing because I read that Florida is unlikely to uh, unban online sports wagering this year. So they're looking at 2023 at the earliest. Ah, so they're a holdout state, are they? From what I've read, yeah. Do you know anything about uh, Florida offering uh, full dog? No, I didn't. No, not really. No idea. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's looking like, uh, again, they're, they're not uh, doing anything there yet, but that's weird because it seems like they do everything down there. Right? Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> I never know why certain states wait, just go, go and get it done. You're gonna, you're gonna go there anyway. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's going to happen. It's inevitable. It's, uh, the prohibition is over for sports betting. Uh, on the West Coast side of things, California Democrats vote no to online sports betting. They are neutral on tribal-backed retail sports betting. Oh. So, yeah, that's what's uh, happening in California. Uh, next uh, headline that I saw pop out, Indiana licensing. So they're actually kind of cheap when you compare to some of the other states out there. you got to pay a 9.5% tax in Indiana plus a 50 thousand dollar renewal fee yearly uh that's coming from covers so that's uh what's happening in indiana you also have to be part of a um, casino and there's 11 of them down there that have, have jumped on board so far are they doing online um 
Hmm, before taking bets, a lot. Of... Seeing, yes, they are actually. I did read that they are, uh, but again, they have to partner with a casino that's down there. They can't just do it independently. So, uh, yeah, that's that's what's going on in Indiana. Um, next up, this happened actually uh, maybe two weeks ago or so. Uh, we've had so much to talk about that it kept getting skipped, but I finally put it in there this week. The NFL hired David. Highhill as VP GM of sports betting and his job is solely focused on overseeing the business in legal sports industry, sports betting industry. Uh, I didn't see much of a sports betting background on this guy. Does that raise concerns? (laughs) They usually don't. Yeah. He's a, he's a corporate dude. So it reminds me of, uh, that's kind of like a play out of the OLG book, right? (laughs) <laughs> you were good at marketing so here run the sports department that sound familiar godfather well no comment <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's but yeah, yeah that this guy here this uh, kind of low i didn't really see a lot on this hiring so what that kind of tells me though is that the nfl is no longer distancing itself from, no, none, none of the leagues are distancing themselves anymore. Yeah. No, they're all in on this because I guess they see the dollar bills behind it. Yeah. Right? Uh, so much so that I believe the Washington franchise. So what are they now? The Commanders? The Commanders. Okay. Yes. The Commanders actually have some sort of license to, to do sports betting. They can't do it themselves. They can't like book the action themselves. But there's something there that uh, I read that... Uh, yeah, they have a license just to themselves or something like that. So, I don't know. Oh. Yeah, no, NFL is definitely opening their arms. And they always kind of have just in the shadows, right? Yeah, Quietly. Yeah. So. Subtle. Yes, subtle. Uh, okay, that's uh, that's your news clippings. Um, Full Dog, you, you mentioned that... Uh, us here at the Banfield Group, we had a, an amazing week in betting. What was going on there? Decent week, just still playing the same angles we've been playing for a couple months. So, uh, baseball. Very good. Yeah, yeah. I what don't about... really think much about them. I put them in in the morning. And... That's that. <laughs> what about the uh, any WNBA too? Have you been playing around with that at all? Nope. Nothing. Nope. Mm. Um, which books? Just credit? a couple of credit. We only play at two credit shops right now. So. Credit shops, nice. Uh, yeah, we got to um, we got to get the had Godfather a great week. Going there. Yeah. yeah, had a great week. Ho hum, <laughs> that's the fuller. <laughs> yeah, well, we're doing all right. <laughs> yeah, well, this is just um, a system, so I I don't even really like think about it. it. Doesn't have anything. I have there's no thinking involved in the whole thing. So just put them in. Runs and... in the background. Yeah, exactly. Well, that, that's uh, that's good that it started to click, though, because I know, uh, like everything that we start, it's fucking doo-doo out of the gate. Always. <laughs> doo-doo out of the gate. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, next up, we um, I put out some content this week uh, on TikTok, uh, this thing called the Claim Game. Now, uh, if you don't follow us on TikTok, listen up. So the claim game is uh, is something that uh, the Full Dog and I used to deal with when we were working at BetUS, right, as sportsbooks. So before we got into betting full time, we got in. We were bookmakers full time, and the claim game was something that we caught on uh, to these. Um, scumbags essentially would call into the call center and try and basically trick oh there you go salute try and trick clerks into um making mistakes over the phone so basically they would call in uh they would ask for a rundown in baseball then they jump over to college football then let's say the nfl then they start to talk really quickly and say oh i gotta get off the phone give me new york without specifying the moniker New York. So naturally the clerk, you know, was supposed to say, okay, which New York team do you want? But if they didn't and they randomly put in the New York Yankees, well then 
the player would hang up the phone, watch the game. If the Yankees win, all good in the hood. If the clerk put the Mets in and the Mets lost and the Yankees won, well, then the claim game is the guy would call into the call center, speak to yours truly and say, hey, you got to talk to your clerk. I wanted the Yankees. He put in the Mets. You owe me for that bet. But do you see what they do there? They they basically sit back, watch the game, call in yeah. after after the fact, right? Yeah. So buying um, themselves an out. What's that? Buying themselves an out. Yeah, basically. yeah. It was it was something that yeah that that we caught on to after a while that would uh, it was yeah it was a scumbag move. They're basically trying to cheat, and um, anyways. Uh, I guess there is some of that cheating that is happening here in Ontario with uh, the AGCO being involved. So, uh, shout out to at sportsfan87519 on TikTok. He, he brought this to our attention. Uh, I'm going to read it to you guys, and you guys can tell me what you think. So, the Ontario Crown Agency responsi- responsible for gambling in the province is gathering information about abuse of a government-mandated feature meant to curb the risk of addiction. The AGCO said it's aware that some gamblers may be self-excluding from sportsbooks in order to back out of losing bets. Meanwhile, the individual may have bet the other side of a game or match with a rival sportsbook, allowing the person to collect a refund from one and winnings from the other. So what do you guys think it's of a, that? Well, it's a, it's a one-time play because your account's done after that. Yeah. But, you know, if you're doing it, could be five dimes, ten dimes. Like, can you can you make a bet that big and then self-exclude? Uh, probably not at these books without history. I don't think any of them will give that without some type of history. They, uh, apparently, apparently it's happened quite a few times and they're looking into it. And, yeah, they, so the purpose... Obviously, it's to protect problem gambling, but these guys are using it as, as uh, I guess, leverage, if you want. Um, backdoor. backdoor, yeah, because they're, they're trying to, uh, I, I guess, in the rules of that self-exclusion, it cancels all bets, whether they're pending or not. So, okay. I don't know. That's that's pretty slimy that it's happening, but yeah, it, it reminds me of the the claim game. It's just another loophole that people try to use when they can't pick winners long term, but they uh, they try to win that way. Hmm. Almost <laughs> kind of like, like a credit you... card bankruptcy or something, eh? Yes, that's exactly what's that. Yeah, it's just not just not worth losing the accounts, in my opinion. But I guess if that's all you got. Well... Yeah, well, it just it just goes to show you that there is uh, a lot of, I guess, slime on. As much as we like to yell at the books for being slimy, there's also a significant amount of slime on the other side of the table yeah. as well. Oh, right? I'm sure, a hundred percent. But I'm sure there are some rules in the self exclusion process where it could be three strikes and you're out. You, you, you just can't keep it self-excluding. No, yourself. I'm pretty sure once you self-exclude, you're done at the book. Right? Yeah, you, I would assume so. I would assume so. So you're getting away with it once. That's what I mean. It's a one-time deal. Yeah. So, yeah, just maybe, yeah, some people think it's a it's a quick way to make a thousand bucks, a couple dimes, whatever. Yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting. Uh, but yeah, it, it reminded me of the good old days of that those goddamn claim games. Uh, okay, well we are we are flying through this. <laughs> uh, next on uh, the list, gentlemen, we got um, a couple uh, OLG questions. These are always our. It's a new segment. It's a new either. segment. Yeah, we're going to add it just to make the Godfather uncomfortable, squirm. Um, so, at New Life Form, New Life for Me 06 on TikTok, he says, if the total prize is under 10K, 
There is no LCDR done. I'm not sure what an LCDR is. Do either of you know what that is? Nope. But I'd imagine that's one of those money. If I had to guess, I'd say a money laundering uh, form that you have to fill out over 10K. Right. Godfather? I'm going to say, could it be something like um, the Family Responsibility Act? Where you know if you if you owe alimony or child payments, um, I, I wonder if it's something like that. It certainly it, it wasn't called LCDR when I was there, so I'm not a hundred percent sure. But I wonder, if, you know, uh, it kind of sounds like it's something like that, perhaps. Okay. Um, right. Where where yeah. if you owed if you owed you know alimony child support and you you won ten thousand but you were nine thousand dollars in arrears yeah we well we know that exists the o, yeah the the olg would cut you a check for a thousand yeah no that that guy, that definitely exists i i understood it as being um just filling out the forms and everything and the way I the way I responded I told them that we talk about it uh, tonight on the podcast but the way I responded is uh, when we claimed our tickets, um, all of our tickets were under a thousand, so I didn't have to fill out any forms. I think if you go over a dime on a, single I had to ticket, do them when I when I went over when I was doing ones over a thousand. But they you were over. Fill, you had to fill out a form, but I don't know if it's just a general form. I don't know if there's something different over ten k or not. Okay, but yeah, anything over a dime, you had to fill out a form, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that that's how I understood it, and again, the fact that our tickets were under a thousand, um, I didn't have to fill out anything. It was just uh, a grand example of incompetency on the part of the OLG, <laughs> right, Godfather? <laughs> uh, next OLG question at True underscore one fifty two says that uh, because of all this nonsense, so it's not just us. Uh, there's been a lot of people that have reached out to us that have said um, uh, they are also struggling with the OLG, that they, they can't get a payment if their life dependent on it. The OLG has given them a runaround. We ha- heard a story last week that the OPP was involved in one of these situations. It's, it's a nightmare over there. Um, he says he doesn't want to play pools this season. Do you think, uh, my question to you guys is, do you think that uh, they would slow pay a pools player at the OLG? No. I don't, well, I, I really don't know how they operate there, so I couldn't tell you. I don't think so. How long? If it's, if it's a big pools thing, is there a big investigation usually, Godfather? Do you know that? On a pools play? Well, I mean, the the OLG always does their due diligence no matter what. Now, you know, uh, what the turnaround is for winning tickets, et cetera, et cetera, I can't speak to. But, you know, they're pretty consistent in what they do with or what they have to do for winners. So I don't think that changes, my friends. It just, yeah, it's... I don't know. I, I I don't know if I wouldn't I wouldn't play because they're going to pay you eventually. Okay, maybe you have to wait for it a little bit, but yeah. um, the uh, wait times uh, for for yeah for for anything at the OLG right now have been pretty pathetic. So I, I don't know. I again but, I don't I don't think you should not play because of it because again you're going to get no paid absolutely in the long run. yeah absolutely. Why are you not playing? I mean. You know, it's still a it's still a, a, a solid. Uh, the pools product is still solid. Uh, Are they doing it online this year? That's a good question. That's a good question. I don't know. I I believe. Well, I know for sure. If they don't do it they're... online, it's going to be so much smaller than it was before because people aren't yeah. going to the store to buy their regular tickets anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which means if it's not online, there's there's not going to be much volume because people aren't going to go out of their way just to go buy a pool stick. Yeah. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, I know. It was one of our best products. That's for sure. Pools. Yeah. Sunday pools were huge. Uh, But I, I, I know for a fact 
that retailers are struggling uh, with the change up in, in sports betting in Ontario, or pro-line sports betting. A, walking around downtown to all the spots that I used to go during the football season, I've seen at least 10 that have closed permanently. They're done. Ghost town. Ghost yeah. Town. Uh, so, fuck, thank God we're not going store to store to store uh, this upcoming football season because the amount of stores in my general area would have been significantly less. Uh, also, I keep getting calls from some of our best retailers. <laughs> Uh, I actually have a few texts uh, from a couple of them today asking, uh, hey, what's going on? You guys doing anything? You need, you need some cash out? Uh, no playing anymore? So, uh, you know, I keep reminding them over and over saying that, uh, no, they switched it. So we stopped because uh, the angles aren't uh, quite as strong as they used to be. But, uh, yeah, they wouldn't be. I don't think they'd be reaching out if uh, they were swimming in it. So. I think there's yeah. uh, they're struggling. They're definitely struggling because 100. I I can't see anyone playing that product if they haven't changed it. We haven't really looked too closely, but the way it came out of the gate, oh my god, you couldn't do anything there. It was fucking terrible. Uh, all right. Well, <laughs> I think uh, we're at uh, the favorite part of the podcast that everyone uh, loves. We run your questions by the oracle himself the full dog um professional sports better professional bookmaker so without further ado who let the dogs out love it all right full dog um we were just talking about olg pools um one person asked us this week what is a good OLG pool strategy? Well, if you're uh, if you're a multimillionaire, just buy every ticket, every possible combination. <laughs> how much? Uh, how much would it cost to do that? Depends on the week, but it's it's between some weeks are eighty, some weeks are one hundred and sixty, and I think the max when all sixteen teams play and most and all the Sunday games are on. I think it's like 320k. Oh shit. Okay. Fuck, could you imagine 100? Well, actually there's no limit on pools anymore. That's something they took away. Okay. Yeah, they 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 still have a limit on all their other shit, 100 bucks, which can... But yeah, basically basically that's that one comes down to if the volume's still there. If you can keep your if the prize is above half a million or whatever still, which okay. means I think what, like 900k in volume on your side, you pay out 60% or they paid out 60%. Yeah, you need a million to get that six hundred though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if as long as the pools are still at that level, if you actually played every single pick combination for the entire season, there was never a year where you would have lost. You would have finished up somewhere between six hundred and one point two million every year. Come on, yeah. Holy shit. I know because uh, you hit those you hit those one or two every year that nobody gets and they're paid out on a fifteen out of sixteen type thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you win those, and by doing it and hitting those and a couple other one hundred two hundred k ones, which you would end up like splitting prizes with somebody, mm-hmm. it works out to where you make mid six to low seven figures by playing every single combination. That's insane. Wow. Uh, roll, baby. That, yeah. yeah. Well, that's the whole thing is that. If you if you start cold and you don't hit for the first four, five, six weeks, well, you're suddenly minus fucking six, eight hundred thousand. Jeez, you, you, need, you need to have you need to have money behind to do that one. Right. If you don't have multi million dollars to fucking go and buy every ticket, concentrate on the dogs. In order to win by yourself, the only way it's going to happen is if the public loses. So mm-hmm. and you need right. to concentrate on games that where the public is 90 95% on and take the other team and hope it hope that you win because you don't want to hit it with betting with all the public right because then what do they no, pay they pay like 30 40 bucks mm-hmm. you want to hit it by yourself and if you want to hit it by yourself well you need to concentrate on isolating dogs that are against the public well, the, the $80 14 box was very, very, very popular um, with with the uh, with the pro-line pool. Yeah, and basically what you would want to do is you'd want to keep two or three dogs 
in that, yeah. then make your other selections and use your four boxes on other picks other than the dogs. Gotcha. So don't include the dogs in your box, people. No. No. Because yeah. the only way you're going to win it by yourself is if those dogs come in. If the yeah. favorites course, on the on the opposite side of those three dogs came in, well, you're splitting it with everybody. Gotcha. And for and for some of our new listeners, or maybe not uh, pools inclined listeners, um, what Fuller, what the full dog is referring to, as win it by yourself. It's a pair of mutual pool. Whatever the prize pool is, it's divided by the number of winners. So the lower the amount of winner, the higher the prize. Bingo. Yep. And uh, that's, first of all, that's unbelievable advice. Second of all, um, a lot of pools players that I've come to know over the year, because a lot of my hockey boys and stuff, shout, <laughs> shout, out, shout out to the Always Betting Hockey Team, by the way. Eight consecutive wins, in case anyone's care i know nobody cares but i just know i do a lot of these a lot of these uh a lot of these wins are while you're in victoria i just thought yeah they they have a very (laughs) good fucking record when i'm out of town they 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 do i am not gonna deny that Uh, they tell me it's not it's just fluke but i don't know i'm starting to believe otherwise but um back to the pools thing a lot of players um with the pools it's almost like an ego hit Right, they don't want to play a pools ticket that they, you know, take a few big doggies and maybe only hit two or three total picks on their pools ticket. So a lot of people make the mistake of playing it via ego as opposed to playing it via to make money. Does that make sense? Yeah, they want to be like, I hit fifteen out of sixteen, but exactly, what's that going to get you? Nothing. Right, gets you and, nothing, <laughs> and especially especially the favorite weeks, right? Because we all know there's there's a there's quite a few weeks that all the favorites win, and you know they want to be able to say, yeah, I got that ticket, or they don't want to be able to say, fuck, I only hit two this week, and all my buddies around me hit between ten and twelve, or ten to yeah. fourteen, whatever. So that's that's get a big em. thing. It, yeah, are you, you doing got... this to make money? Or are you doing this yeah. to fucking put a trophy on your wall? Like that's. There you go. That's, I think, what you you got to focus on. Um, another another thing, I you got to get them all right in all yeah. the years that. I, sorry, I was just going to say it, pissed. Um, you got to get them all right because in all my years, uh, being at the uh, the forefront of some of this stuff, um, we had only, I would say maybe only two, three times tops ever, where a. 15 of 16 of 14. No, it was it was more than that. It was no, at least, not for it football. Was, it, it was at least once a year. I I, I I have I have the stats in Excel. You fucking keeping track of shit behind. <laughs> I keep track of everything. <laughs> okay, well I stand corrected. There was then. even years where it happened twice. The okay. yeah, the 15 of 16. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, yeah, th- those are, and those are the weeks that if you did have the bankroll, you did connect you, it yeah. and you did connect it, you'd be alone. Yep. Uh, I, there was quite a few groups that would play pools because they had that stupid limit, right? A hundred dollars per store on their pools product as well, which is the most asinine thing. You know, the old G makes a lot of made a lot of mistakes, and I can't speak now, but made a lot of mistakes in this sports betting, right? They they made a ton of colossal errors. But limiting people on a par mutual, hello. Yeah. Hello, there's no risk there. Hello, you're putting 40% in your pocket. Hello, get them to play as much as they you know, it took them whatever, 30, 40 years, however long they offered it for them to realize, oh, maybe we shouldn't uh, have limits on the pools. So there's no limits on pools anymore, but there are limits on machines. And I think most machines are 2,500, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, but where I was going with that is there are a lot of um, groups that that play pools pretty big because a lot of the retailers that – we used uh, going store to store to store during the football season. Um, they always asked us if we were affiliated with people who were playing pools. They say we have big pools guys that play. 
and they drop things off in the morning. They come back in the afternoon, yada, yada, yada. Uh, Those guys for sure are playing a system where you key dogs. Yeah. Well, I, I, I for sure. hope so. I hope they're it's not the only thing that favorites. makes sense. Otherwise, yeah. it's not worth playing. When you're trying to, you can't be trying to hit for two hundred bucks. So yeah, yeah, that uh, yeah, that that definitely makes a lot of sense. Uh, one of our uh, bookies that stiffed us, full dog, he used to say that he had a crew that would go out and bet pools really big. So is that uh, uh, what's it, Mike Camilleri's cousin? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're naming names. Yes, that's that comeback. Yeah, I'll that know. was that was he. Um, he stiffed us. He stiffed us. Um, if anyone knows him, tell him to send the Banfield group a check. We, uh, yeah, he's one of. I think we've only what in twelve years now. I think we've only been stiffed maybe what five or six times. He's one of them. He's one of them. He's one of them. Huh. Okay. Um, next question for the full. We we took off on that one. Thank you uh, for the engagement, boys. Um, the uh, the next question for the full dog is: uh, When do you start loading up on betting accounts for the football season? Um, basically, scouting right now, making my lists, and we will be starting come August. Okay. Any uh, the person who asked this said: Is there any books in Ontario that you currently have your eye on? Any ones that you're favoring more than others? No, because I haven't really looked because I'm not there. So. Yeah. Okay. Um, reminder that uh, we do have uh, money in MGM and Bet Rivers already. Dimes. Yeah. Yeah. Just a little reminder there. We have to use that before. Uh... Yeah, we have to use that before I hit the road. Um, Another thing is, let me ask you a question about this, is that uh, do you think these Ontario books offer massive bonuses at football season? Oh, for sure. Right? Yeah. One of our... Uh, That's when they're going to make their push. Yeah. Probably, you're probably going to start seeing them rolling out come the first week of August. Right. Because, yeah, I, I was having this conversation with uh, one of our buddies that we met down in Bet Bash. Shout out to ProLine John. Uh, he was talking to me about that. We had a good conversation this week and, uh, he was mentioning, or he asked, he's like, you guys think they're going to offer big bonuses? And I'm like, uh, I'm pretty sure because, Hey, they opened in April. All these books opened in April. Um, ain't much going on in April. Uh, the big push is going to be the end of August, early September. And, uh, yeah, they gave them such a shitty opening date. Right, April fourth. Well, I guess a little time to get uh, your feet wet when things are a little bit quiet. Um, but I imagine, yeah, they're going to start doing stupid things. Like I, I, I have a feeling that's when they a lot can't of advertise them. Though that's the thing. That is true. So yeah. Will will they will they do it? I don't know. I hope they do. I think they will. Mm-hmm. But they also can't advertise it, so it sort of defeats the purpose, right? Yeah, yeah, that's true. But. We'll have to see. We'll have to see because, like, what were some of the bonuses you were telling me about, uh, Full Dog, that Uncle Leo was oh, taking advantage of? No, they're giving away – Caesars was giving away, like, 2K free bets and stuff. Points Bet has one where they're giving away 2, 3K. That's ridiculous. Yeah. So if, you, if you're a big enough player – And they were, like, low rollover. They were, like, one-time rollover things where you could do the rollover right at the counter while you're getting the bonus, so. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Well, we'll have to keep our eyes out for peeled for that. Uh, yeah, there was a little debate actually that broke out on one of our uh, TikToks this week that um, I, I I gave your advice what you put out last week saying that uh, when you're playing at a new book that is a little bit sketchy or unknown, uh, make sure you know you keep your deposits low, you keep your balance low, and you know push them a little bit more every time. And the most important are. Uh, I guess they're all important, but um, the refraining from taking a bonus so they don't keep your balance hostage when they when they kick you out or when they limit your wagers. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, again, so, that depends on what you're playing, right? If you're not playing anything sharp, you might as well take the bonus because you're you're not going to get kicked out. But if you're betting shit that's moving and beating yeah, the if line, you, if you, well, you're going to get kicked out, so don't take the chance. Right. 
If you, if you, yeah, exactly. If you, if if you're playing things like props too, yeah, right? props too will get you. Get you're through. gonna you're gonna get you're gonna get limited for sure. Uh, but the debate was uh, one of the the people on TikTok said that uh, you know all bonuses are scams because they're thirty times rollover, and that that is not accurate, obviously, right? No, you have to read the terms and condition. Every book is different. Yeah, right, right. What, what's read an average print, rollover? People. Yeah. Again, it depends on the percentage, right? If books that are giving out 20, 20% might have a three, four time rollover. Books that are giving out 100 might have a 12. Okay. So, okay, so yeah. Bigger the bonus, usually bigger the rollover. The bigger percentage of the, of, of your, the bigger percentage bonuses, yeah, it's going to be a higher rollover. Yeah. Okay. But again, you just have to compare them. If the guy's giving you a 20% bonus and giving you a 15 time rollover, it's obviously not worth it. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, that makes sense. But yeah, no, definitely keep your eyes peeled for football season because there's so many players in the in the game right now in Ontario and like places like Colorado. Um, keep your eye out for those for those big bonuses, low rollovers, because take advantage of them while they're there because these books are gonna be grappling for position um, in terms of signups. Uh, yeah. Um uh, one last question, Full Dog, that went along with uh, that claim game that I was talking about before. Um, when you were working at a sports book, like we were both working at the sports book at the time, but uh, if you caught a player visibly cheating, like this guy was trying to make, commit fraud, how would a player be dealt with like that? Well, again, it, all, it always depended on the situation, right? We had, um, we'd have guys that would, it was sort of the same thing with the, uh, ticket writers where they would keep them on the phone, put a yep. bet in at seven Oh five on the Yankees. Mm -hmm. Then they'd ask for rundowns and all sorts of shit before they got their confirmation of the wager. Mm -hmm. Now you're talking 10, 15 minutes have passed by. If the, uh, if the Yankees are losing, they'll be like, delete that off the thing. I don't want the wager anymore. The old stall. Those guys, would, those guys would end up being put to online only and you're not allowed to use the call center anymore. Ah, uh, yeah, that's true. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so again, it always, it always depended on the situation, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Good example. Uh, yeah, no, great example. I, I actually played a recording of that. Um, fuck, this is going way back. Like I'm going to say it was an episode with, uh, with wicked when we brought him on, uh, the guy did exactly that. He was notorious for doing that, putting a play yeah. in that beginning of the call and then fucking, okay. He'll it, ask you a hundred questions and then <laughs> he's watched, he's watched two innings. Yeah, you can hear it in the background. Yeah. Even. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this guy, he was shit. And then when I called him out on it, uh, he went apeshit, obviously, right? No one likes to be called out on, on their bullshit. Uh, but yeah, that, that that's that's another great uh, memory. Or I guess not great memory, but a great example from uh, our BetUS days. Oh, all right, uh, gentlemen, it looks like we have reached where we did it in record time, a little shorter than usual. Is there anything um, you guys want to I add got, before signing off? I got something. I got something. So, all right. What do you got? So Bruce Willis played Dink Heimowitz in the movies. Uh, Dink, uh, Alan Dinkerson. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Um, so we all know that a movie will be made of the full dog. Who do we want to cast as the full dog? <laughs> we got to start thinking about this stuff. Oh, shit. Think about it. Maybe know. we come back to that next podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, um... speaking of Bruce Willis, I have one thing to add on that. Bruce Willis is apparently a huge gambler too. Right? Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm, that used to be a big rumor down here when we um, first started in Costa Rica is that, Bruce Willis used to have huge accounts at Bet on Sports, and he used to come down for some of their parties and stuff before they got busted. Really? Yeah. Wow. Interesting. I know uh, Jeremy Roenick was a big, uh, I think, Bodog customer. I remember that. Yes. Uh, some of the rumors swirling around. Yeah. Um, yeah uh, Bruce Willis. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Trying was, to think. Who I was going to say, oh, yeah, that's where I was going with that. If I'm allowed to be in the movie about the full dog, um, Shotgun McConaughey, I, I, I'll bring him back after what he did in Two for the Money. 
Very good. Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking awesome. Nice but uh, okay, well, we have to work on a on a full dog character. All right, all right. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll we'll I'll get back to you on that full dog. <laughs> good stuff. All right, gentlemen. Um, and everyone listening, thank you very much for tuning in to episode 41 from myself, the full dog and the godfather. We'll catch y'all next week. Ciao.